Welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Center for Leadership and Engagement. I'm Joseph Perez, Coordinator of Leadership and Development, and I hope all of you are doing well and staying cool out in this summer heat. Today, we are here with our special guest, Eric Okai, and he is a graduate student assisting at University College under Dr. David Hood. We'll be talking about mentorship, how important it is for students to have one throughout their time in the university, as well as his newest initiative, the RISE program. Stay tuned after the scratch to hear more. So what's going on, brother? I'm <laughs> you, good. How I'm you doing? Spirits. Um, you know, busy, work, school, um, trying to make sure that, um, you know, taking these right steps to make myself, you know, um, just trying to make myself put or put myself in a better position to navigate life. I mean, it's, it's different roles and different accesses to, to certain things that you do. Try to make sure I'm taking the right route. Absolutely, man, because we're always learning at the end of the day, yeah, right? Definitely, man, because <laughs> um, it's been a long, it, it feels like it's been a long, it feels like another semester has been going on. It, for me, I was just having a conversation with some students downstairs. Um, after June was over, I'm just like, yo, summer's gone. Yeah. I felt like the semester was about to start. I felt like I ain't got no time for, for, for summer. And I think mainly because um, this is like crunch time. Yes. Um, we're in preparation to, you know, start the fall semester again. I feel like July and August are those two months where you kind of got to get shift back into gears of being... Um, not professional, but just navigating in that realm of, of that fall semester. Mm-hmm. I, like for us, it, for my office, it started even <laughs> earlier. So June, <laughs> June 10th, that's when everything started. And it's like, all right, it's like almost every week we have two to four orientations. And it's like, yeah, that's a lot. It's wonderful. But now, you know, you're right. Like July is essentially crunch time because now it's, it's time to get everything together. Exactly. Everyone's getting all of their programming mm-hmm. in. I'm getting my programming in as well with the workshops. And I, I still have to look at different topics that I want to talk about for the, yeah. for the fall semester. If I'm still even here by then. Exactly. But yeah, man, like tell us a bit about yourself. I mean, like, you know, I, I wrote it in the episode description and, you know, tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to this position. Um, I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a long story. Um, I or, think. Or better yet, I'm sorry. So just let, tell us uh, what you're working on right now. So what I'm working on right now, um, there's a mentorship program. So I guess I'll talk about mentorship first um, and why that program came about. Um, so I come from Hillside, New Jersey, um, pretty much raised there all my life. Um, I just understand that from that community, um, I had to figure things out by myself. Um, yes, I had a little bit of parental support, but um, for a totality of, I want to say, middle school and high school, um, that was the age where, again, you become more independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some things that my parents or my siblings couldn't show me or tell me. So I had to figure out things for myself, um, especially what I wanted to do with my own career. Um, I had guidance counselors talk to me and tell me my grades definitely weren't the best. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My grades were not the best in in school. Um, I had all the potential to, you know, 
get honor roll, but I didn't apply myself. Um, I got in trouble for it at home. I wasn't doing homework. So it was just a lot of things that I didn't really care about. Um, and you know, that transition, something always happens as a transition to make like you get like on game about something. Mm -hmm. So like, I think the friend group that I was hanging around with again was, was not the best. Um, so I think for me, there was something that happened between that and also just what I wanted from my life and the people that kind of were pouring into me were telling me like, you kind of need to make some adjustments. Um, so then again, more soul searching, trying to figure things out. And then when I graduated from high school, um, that was really when it was like, all right, like you need to figure out what you want to do because what you did in high school didn't really amount to anything. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't really apply myself. So as that time period, when I graduated, my friends knew what they wanted to and had applied to different schools. And meanwhile, I was home, not doing nothing. Um, I was working at like, uh, it was a store called Jimboree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like a little kid's store. Yeah. Um, so I was working there. Um, you may laugh. I worked at Victoria's Secret. Oh, no. Um, Trust me, bro. I, I worked at a Toys, Toys R Us and Babies R Us. You know, so <laughs> I, I worked so many meaningless jobs. And I think the turning point again was when I was working at um, a hospital. I was making some decent money there. Mm -hmm. And I think I was there for like six months or something like that. And I just hit a wall. Like, I just was unhappy. Um, for me, I was it, there was no passion behind what I was doing. Um, and I think my manager ended up like chastising me about something and I just quit. Like I didn't come back. And after that moment, um, I started to really question what was I passionate about? Um, and everything kind of centered around like helping others and figuring things out because I was so confused at a point in my life where I didn't, I didn't know where to go, what to do. So, um, it kind of transitioned me into thinking about life and what I can do to help others. Um, so that's kind of a little bit about how I got into mentorship or how I started thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess fast forwarding, I went to community college, um, graduated with a sociology degree. Um, first time I ever made honor roll in my life. <laughs> um, came to Montclair in 2018, um, did some more work revolving around mentorship um, prior to me coming to Montclair, um, I was a mentor in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program. Um, so right now I've been in it for about five, six years. Um, here at Montclair, I was an administrative assistant for um, the EOF program for the associate director. Um, I was a university college fellow. Um, I actually taught a class here about mentorship um, nice. called Threads. Um, I've done, I've done some work. You said threads. Is that what they did uh, last year at Webster on the first floor with the clothing? No, no, oh, no. Okay. So that was something I also was a part of. Um, I think that you're talking, I think it's called Rocky's Closet now. Yeah, yeah. Um, before it didn't really have a name to it, but it was just something that, um, Rajon Gordon did. Um, Dr. He's Gordon, the, yeah. Yes, he's the uh, associate director of the EOF. Um, it's something that he came up with as an initiative to, again, um, give back and make sure that people of um, people of color understand professionalism. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't have access to um, those kind of professional attires. 
So he was able to come up with this idea and also, you know, put the action towards it. So we actually were able to um, work together and do a, um, I forgot what the event was called, but there were high school students that came to the university and we ended up having like a, a huge conference. It's called Boys to Men. Yes. Boys to Men Conference. Yeah, Boys to Men. Um, and it was very eventful. We had some guest speakers come in. We actually showed the students how to tie a tie. And again, this is, it was something monumental because a lot of students don't know how to do it. And that's kind of like a rite of passage. Yeah. You know, you know? it's a, it, it's, it's all these little things that we take for granted at times. Mm -hmm. And it kind of highlights how we need someone there, someone older, a little more wiser to guide us exactly. to these sort of things. Because I didn't know how to tie a tie either. Sometimes I would ask my mom how to tie a tie, and she wouldn't even know. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, like I had one of my mentors was uh, my stepfather. He, you know, he kind of guided me through college and post college, and especially with these little things such as ties, finances, or what to look out for when you're mm -hmm. looking for jobs, or even in your personal lives, right? Like if you see somebody acting a little bit shady or some someone acting that, and you feel like they're not genuine, one thing I've learned is you always got to go with your gut. Your gut never lies. If it feels wrong, it probably is wrong, right? I agree. Um, and just to your point of, you know, not having that that male guidance within a lot of um, communities that I've been involved in or a part of, mm -hmm. when a father figure is present or is not present, um, there's you can see the difference between um, those who have it and those who don't. Um, and not to say those who don't have it. Um, are at a disadvantage, mm -hmm. but there is something that, that is, is lacking as far as like um, having some type of male model that kind of shows them these things, simple things as far as tying a tie or having these conversations about, you know, even sex. Mm -hmm. um, it's important to do. It's important to talk about um, just because you can put yourself in, in a position to harm yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, all, based on all your experiences, right, uh, you're currently working at university college, Right, mm -hmm. and you're working under Doctor Hood. Doctor Hood. Nice. So, have you come up with any type of programming at the moment? Something to relate that relates to mentorship? So, um, I've been put in a position to create my own mentorship program now. Mm -hmm. With all the experiences that I've had, um, Doctor Hood definitely noticed something in me. Um, so he put me in position to create a mentorship program. So that mentorship program is called Rise. Um, it stands for Responsibility, Integrity, Service, and Excellence. Um, so we're connecting mentors from Montclair, um, their undergraduate students um, of upperclassmen status and up. So they're sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Um, we're connecting them with uh, University High School in Newark, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, we're connecting them with freshman students from there. Just because they're, you know, they don't know what to expect from high school. And also, it puts them in a position to understand what college is like because their mentors are going to be from college. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's definitely a brand new program. Um, I think it's exciting for me because this is a program that I started from the ground up. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm used to mentoring and um, teaching, but this has given me some, some new understanding of what goes into like building a program. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the logistics of it right? exactly and it's yeah <laughs> and that, that's, that's the biggest part like it, in our in our line of work logistics is like the one of the most important things mm -hmm. you need to have a plan a a plan b and a plan yeah, c in yeah, case yeah. something goes awry so 
your 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 program it's for what class standing freshmen juniors uh sophomores <laughs> um say it again i'm sorry so um your the rise program mm-hmm. is it you said it's for college students right mm-hmm. so what class standing would that be geared towards would it be geared towards underclassmen upperclassmen a mix of the two so for high school it will be geared strictly to uh freshman students mm-hmm. and for the mentors um here at montclair state it will be um upperclassmen so just sophomores juniors and seniors okay yeah, just because they have um some experience in the college realm and they'll be able to impart that knowledge onto these students mm-hmm. now what are the requirements for someone to be a mentor in rise so the requirements of the program is having a um academic standing of 2.5 and up um they're able to have well we want them to have some type of mentorship experience Mm -hmm. um so you can't be you know kind of green to the field of mentorship because you're really going to be impacting um students that need you um and aside from that again just being an upperclassman status um there is an interview process you know to screen these students um aside from the application but that's primarily it Nice. And so how long is this program going to go on for? Is it just for one semester or two semesters or a whole academic year? Um, so the, it's going to be a full academic year, but it's going to be a span of 10, min, 10 months. Mm-hmm. So it's going to start in uh, September and it'll end, I want to say, in June. Yeah, so it'll be a full uh, span of a year, um, academically anyway. Nice. Yeah. So uh, the mentors in your program, do they have to attend any type of like workshops or any training throughout the summer or through the fall so there's going to be an orientation and training um that's coming up i believe it's august 16th um to the 18th and that training is going to talk about the curriculum the build what the mentors are going to um, be expecting um as far as like what will they actually be doing mm-hmm. um what kind of steps will they be taking to mentor these students and um what the expectation is um when they have completed the, the, the program. Um, so we're gonna look at what we're doing in the start and what we hope to accomplish at the end of the program. Um, and then we'll span out what the first six months is gonna look like also. Um, so the breakdown of the curriculum, um, we use the build of RISE, Responsibility, Integrity, Service, and Excellence, and we kind of break that down into subcategories. So let's say for example, um, for integrity, we break that down into um, being honest with yourself. Um, for example, that, that may be one thing and we'll have, um, that may be for one month and we just talk about why it's important to do this. And we'll have certain conversations, we may have a workshop, uh, we may just have certain things that build on what that eye really represents and why it's so significant to the student. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds, that sounds innovative, man. <laughs> Like I don't think I've heard of something like that on campus in my time being here. So like this this whole thing is brand new to me. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned, it's it's pretty innovative, man. Like it's it's a good way to get the get the students together and to introduce them or to uh, help hone their mentorship skills because everybody needs a mentor, right? Everybody looks up to somebody, not just you know a male parental figure. It could be someone in the professional space. It could be in a personal space. Like I'm pretty sure you have a mentor, right? Like. And it took me, honestly, it took me some time to actually um, gain a mentor. Um, I've been so individualistic for um, a majority of my life where um, 
I just figured things out. That's how I learned, that's how I understood things, and that's kind of just how I maneuvered. Um, it wasn't until I came to Montclair in 2018 that I was able to find a mentor um, mm -hmm. at that age of 25. Mm -hmm. You know, so again, so I, I didn't come to college straight out of um, high, high school. school. Um, so that transition, it was, it's a mental thing first because you come here at an older age and you kind of think like, all right, I'm just coming and come out. Like I'm gonna just get what I need to done here and then I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. um, what changed for me was I'm paying for all these resources that Montclair has to offer. Mm -hmm. Why not utilize it? Absolutely. Um, and doing so, I was able to connect with so many different people, um, older and younger on campus, that I was able to really build and connect with. Um, I was able to, again, do some amazing things on campus because I checked my ego first and allowed people to influence me and put me in position to really make some change. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's been, Montclair's been really good to me. You know, it's, I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned it in uh, some previous episodes. I, uh, I went to uh, St. Peter's University for my undergrad. I never yeah. really took advantage of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I came to Montclair to complete my grad degree, it's, everyone's really supportive. Yeah. Um, and there's, yeah. a there's a lot of people that are, as long as you show the effort, as long as you show that you're willing to learn, mm -hmm. They'll mentor you. They'll give you whatever you need. Like, for example, uh, my, my director, Dwayne. Now, he, he's a mentor. He's a mentor to me. I can come to him with any issues I may have in a professional capacity, and he'll give me advice on how to handle it. Yeah. I have another friend in my personal life. He gives me advice on, and, and he mentors me on personal things and also professional things. Mm -hmm. He's the one that helped me get this position, too. You know? So you know, the, the whole concept of mentorship, it's, not, it's more than paying it forward, right? It's also about taking what you learned and making sure that it doesn't die out because exactly. everything keeps evolving. And sometimes people might want to disregard the old ways, but we need to keep the old ways. We need to keep them alive because we need to keep it forward. We need to keep the status quo in a sense. That way students don't deviate, especially in a school, in a school setting. You know, most students, they don't know where they're going half the time mm -hmm. or they're just lost and confused. I mean, look at the orientation students. I mean, you probably see it with some of your students, right, in the university college. Like they, they're asking for advisors. They're a little bit lost. They don't know how the process yeah, goes. Yeah. So it does help to have a mentor there. And for your program, I think it's especially helpful. It's useful for freshman students in high school so that they get a gist of what to expect if they want to go to college. Exactly. I definitely agree. Um and I think about, or even challenging the status quo, um, I think being yourself as a mentor is important. I can't mentor somebody and, you know, do the same tactics that, um, that I see in somebody else. Mm -hmm. I may not be able to replicate it as, as needed. Just because it worked for me doesn't mean that it'll work for somebody else. The only thing I can be and do for somebody mentorship-wise or just in general is be myself. Mm -hmm. um, I see what that does and you kind of can you can spot when somebody's not being genuine and authentic mm -hmm. um, so every room I go in I'm my 100% self absolutely um, and I I try to impart that same knowledge on the people that like kind of hold me to a certain esteem mm -hmm. um, but I also let them know if you if you see something in me that you you know admire take that and mold it into your own thing my job is to make sure that you're better than me. Excuse me. Um, I have two, um, I have two siblings, and well, two younger siblings. They're twins. Um, they're pretty much like my children. 
um, one of them kind of looks up to me like I'm. You feel me? Like I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. this great guy. Yeah, like you're, like, like you're the gold standard. Yeah, right. And it's it's scary to me because like I don't want to show him something that he may look and take and be like, all right, that's acceptable. And not saying again, like I'm not being my authentic self, but I have to be mindful of what like what I'm representing. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, whenever we have these conversations, it's take whatever you need from me, but be your own man and be a better man than I am. Mm-hmm. Whatever you see me doing or whatever, whatever it is that you see that, that influences you, understand that this is not the route that you're going to take, but this is something that um, may look good to you, but do it in your own way and do it better. Like you kind of have the blueprint of how to maneuver. Yep. Now I use that blueprint, take some things out, edit it, add in some things that you've seen from other people or whatever the case may be, make it your own style and flavor and move on forward. With yeah, it. It's kind of like with, uh, with hip hop, right? Like they always sample the same, yeah. the same songs or they always get certain chops and certain mm-hmm. sound bites and they just make it into their own. It's kind of similar to that. That's what that's yeah. the that's the vibe I'm getting from it. Yeah. Um, so, I usually ask this for all my guests. How's how would you describe your leadership style? Because obviously, this is a leadership podcast, and yeah, yeah, there's yeah. many different ways on uh, uh, leading. So, I want to ask you, what how, how's your leadership style? Um, I want to say I'm very empathetic. Um, I say empathetic leader because. I understand and I'm in, in tune with my emotions. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to get there and I had to learn through trial and error because again, as a as a growing adult or a young man, I was always told like not to express emotions and you can't be upset and you as I got older, um carrying that on with me, whenever I get upset, I wouldn't express it. Um I wouldn't show it. Um, so it damaged friendships, it damaged relationships and stuff like that. And I went through depression, I went through sadness, I went through happy time. I went through all these different emotions to understand what that stuff feels like. Mm-hmm. So how it relates to how I lead and, and mentor people, I understand or I can identify with how they feel. I can never put myself in somebody's shoes and say, I know exactly what you're going through. But I may know a feeling that they're, you know, currently feeling. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through depression, I know what depression feels like. I've experienced de- like severe depression. Um, so with me, it's understanding how to kind of speak to them and communicate with them to a point where I'm not picking at them or poking at them and, you know, waking up a sleeping bear. Mm-hmm. So it's how you kind of talk to students that's very important, or not even students, or how you talk to people in general and, you know, build a rapport make sure make them make them feel like they're listened to like they they're they're heard Mm -hmm. um and that's really important for me because a lot of people that go through these emotions or tough times they don't feel like they're heard so they're usually the people that listen to people are there for people but nobody's there for them i know what that feels like so i make sure that to a certain extent because i don't want to pour out of an empty cup that I'm there for people, mm-hmm. um, that I hear them, that I, that I see them, and that, you know, they feel important. Because, again, I understand what that feels like. Absolutely. You know, empathy is something that most people lack today, from mm-hmm. my experience. Uh, 
people sometimes people don't know how to react to how like if someone's pouring their heart out to somebody or to you most people don't know how to react to it because they've never they, they don't know how to process it yeah. i know when i was younger I, w- I used to keep my emotions bottled up i would just keep everything bottled up and then it'll just take one little trigger and all the emotions will come pouring out of my body why why, why do you think that is though why did you bottle everything up because it's what you mentioned earlier you know us as men you know we're we're taught to just not show emotion and now as society's evolving it's more acceptable for a man to express his emotions right and to at least regulate his emotions and to see them coming and mm-hmm. to not bottle them up as much and that's one of the things we should pass on to the people that we're mentoring don't bottle up your emotions talk to them right i mean you mentioned empathy empathy is a big thing i, I love empathy um, you always want to understand even if you don't understand precisely what the person's going through, you do want to lend a hand mm-hmm. and let them know that you're there for them. Yeah. And that kind of ties into your, to the, to the rise program, to the mentorship program. Cause in Newark, you know, it's a rough area in general, generally speaking. And some, some of those students may need mentors, right? Yeah. So how many, uh, how many students do you have signed up right now for your, for mentors for, for um, the rise program? For right now, um, I want to say it's about 23. Okay. Um, the target goal is 25. Um, and just just going back to what you said about Newark, I feel like Newark, um, it does get the the rep of being um, a tough area or a hard area. Mm-hmm. I think it's just misunderstood. Um, I think that it's just a community of people that have to, you know, grow up tough because it's a, it's a different kind of environment. Um, so you grow up with... Um, a certain kind of mindset or or if you if you're not weak but you kind of have to be built for that kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. like you're gonna get challenged constantly daily so you have to adapt to your environment you know um and i think the only thing about adapting to such an environment is you don't know how to turn that switch off when you get to a new environment so let's say again um student coming from that kind of environment comes to Montclair. Um, you kind of take what you learn from Newark or wherever you're from and you apply that to a different environment. You can't really, um, you're not gonna reap what you need from it as you would if you were accustomed to adapting to new environments. Mm-hmm. Um, if you only know one way of thinking, you're not gonna be able to grow. Um, so again, that's what I want to do with the Rise program. I want to be able to show um, show students just different sides of what life is like mm-hmm. and what they can, you know, what's really out there. Newark is just a small, very small speck in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, you can travel, you can go outside, and, and there's a whole different world outside of Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, absolutely <laughs> so but gene being sheltered to that community mm-hmm. you start to feel like this is this is it mm-hmm. i want to be able to again expand their knowledge and be able to show them like nah like life is really bigger than what you see on the day-to-day mm-hmm. um so yeah north again it's a i feel like it's a it's a beautiful place but sometimes again it's it's misunderstood because of what's publicized about that community absolutely and yeah. like the media media and, and social media they all have something to do with it definitely uh but 
I mean, I love what you're doing with the Rise program. I love the intention behind it. Um, where did you get the inspiration for that? Um, so Hillside is right next door to North. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with Hillside, I had a love-hate relationship with Hillside because, again, I had to figure things out by myself. Mm-hmm. But the people that I grew up around had so much potential to do amazing things, but never did anything with it. Um, so I think that's where it stemmed from. Seeing um, people that are even my age, older, younger, um, kind of just wasting their talent. I've seen, whether it's with sports or academic or anything, I've seen people do some great things, mm-hmm. and I see them. Like, you can see when somebody has some kind of great potential, some hidden potential. Absolutely, man. And I mean, they've they seen it with you and I, and yeah. we see it with other students and other And they've been able to put us in position to really affect and make change. Mm-hmm. I see the same thing in my community, and, you know, I can have a conversation, but I can't force you. So I really want to, again be able to influence but not not push i don't want to force mm-hmm. you know so i want it to be organic and natural and that's what i'm i'm doing with this program um so again it started from my own community where i seen like how talented people can be especially from where i'm, where I'm from um but again just not do anything with it and no one way of living that's a detriment to you and your community and also your family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah you, you know, sometimes I find myself in a mental role more often than not. Uh, some people come to me for guidance and it's like, listen, like I can, you have these options that I see right now. Now you can take these options or you can look at alternative options, but yeah. you have to see the end game, right? When I had my student workers, I would talk to them and I would, I had a mentor relationship with one of my student workers mm-hmm. and she, once upon a time she asked me for advice and I told her hey you can handle it like this or you can handle it like that but just stay true to yourself because you're going to be the one looking out for yourself like the, the whole mentorship concept it, it's, a, it's a tough balance because you know you, you, it's like what you mentioned like you want it to be organic you don't want it to be you don't want to hold their hand the whole way Yeah. yeah. you also want to give them the opportunity to think critically for themselves Mm-hmm. And to not rely on you too much. Because at the end of the day, like, you're there to, to mentor them, but it's their decision. So, like, if I, let's say I'm, I'm leaving to another institution, I would talk to my mentors about it. And I would go over the pros and cons of leaving. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that choice is mine. And same thing with, uh, with, uh, with the students in your RISE program. You know, they're, they're going to be guiding these freshmen. They're going to show them the way, so to speak, on... Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, the world's bigger than just Newark. I mean, I went down to Maryland, and I, I, I hated the drive down there. Yeah. Like, but the world's bigger, and everyone has limitless potential. Everyone can do anything they want, mm-hmm. as long as they set their mind to it. But from what I'm getting from your RISE program, you're helping put those students into position to get a jump start on it. Exactly. That way, they're not behind. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really appreciate about your rise program and you in general Eric, because it sounds like you really want to give back to the community and you want to continue showing off the mentorship and passing down the mentorship skills that you learned along the way in your life and it's all about giving back to the community at the end of the day right you never forget where you come from and i never forget where i come from that's why i'm always giving back to the to the university community whenever i can in the form of this podcast or in the form of workshops or whatever the yeah, case may yeah. be 
but it's it's great, man. Like, like you you mentioned earlier, like you know, keeping your emotions in check, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you keep your feelings separate from any decision making that you might do? So, I think just because of how I live life and being, you know, an individual and not surrounding myself around company, I'm, I'm always mentally sharp, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, so, my feelings don't really get involved when making tough decisions. Um, I think that's been something that's ingrained in me from, from young, just because I didn't have um, emotional support. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I built that toughness to not be sympathetic in certain situations, but everybody kind of makes a choice or not kind of everybody makes a choice and a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so you gotta, you know, reap the benefits of your labor. Absolutely. If you didn't put in the work, I like, I can help, I can try, I can do certain things, but Again, ultimately, there's just some decisions that people make and you, you know, you have to lay in that bed. Mm-hmm. So if there, if I'm able to do something, um, most definitely I'm, I'm there. I'll help out. Um, but again, I can't make a decision for somebody. Um, if there's a tough decision that I have to make and it's going to come from a place of really thinking like strategically and logically, mm-hmm. how is this either going to benefit this person or hurt this person? Absolutely. Um, and my intention is never to hurt, but again, sometimes that that is taken away from you based on the decisions that somebody's made. Um, so, like, yeah. have, have you ever heard of uh, David Goggins? No. No, he, he's an ultra marathoner. Okay. So he runs like a hundred mile marathons like every week, and one of his big things is you know you got to go through pain to get stronger. To mm-hmm. better yourself, you know that that's that, that's one way of looking at it. So you know? that's that's something, a quote that that has stuck with me, is um, pain is temporary. Yes, um, and that's been my favorite quote because I've gone through some painful moments, um, whether it was emotional, spiritual, something. It it enabled me to get better. Mm-hmm. Like so, whatever you experience, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether whatever it is, it's only going to be temporary. So there's going to be that moment when you snap out of it. Mm-hmm. But in that moment when you snap out of it, it's reflecting. What did I learn? Mm-hmm. What did I gain from this? If you can't reflect and do that, you went through all that for no reason. Exactly. Um, every New Year's, when the, like before the ball drops or whatever the case may be, um, I spend that time like alone. Like, I'll meditate and kind of reflect on that year that I had. Mm-hmm. I'll think about the good, the bad, or whatever has happened, whatever I learned, whatever I grew through, why certain things happened. And then I'll reflect and be thankful for it. I'll talk to God. Um, like, I'm firm in my faith and stuff like that. I'm a spiritual person. Um, but I'll set myself up mentally in a, in a better space for the next year. And I don't make resolutions and stuff like that, but I just make sure that I reflect on whatever I went through to get myself prepared or ready for whatever new is to come. Yeah. Um, and again, I was thinking about this earlier, why I'm big on imparting knowledge and, and getting better and helping communities and stuff like that is because like life is temporary. Like We're not here forever. Mm-hmm. So while we're here, why not be great at what we're doing um 
I have, and he's probably gonna watch this, but I have a cousin. <laughs> it's like it's like one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great guy. Um, I think he's like 21, 22. Um, fearful of a lot of stuff in life. And it's that's a long story as to why he's so fearful, and I understand it. It's mm-hmm. more family related, mm-hmm. but he's great in the arts, dance, um, music, um, acting. Like that is his calling. I, it's clear as day. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's an accounting major. Um, he feels like it's safe for him. He doesn't want to um, take the risky road, I guess understood but also too do you never want to take that gamble and see what that other side is like where you're really passionate about Mm -hmm. where you actually come to life when you are playing around and doing acting scenes um and again me and him are very close so we were goofballs on facetime Mm -hmm. so he's acting out scenes we're we're making so we we do a lot of like things but behind it i kind of see what he's really I don't want to say what he's really good at, but what really, you know, puts that sparkle in his eye. That same thing that's happening with him happens with so many other people. And it's just like, the people that are successful actually take that action to, you know, make that move into what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Because again, if you miss that, let's say again, and again, I'm, you're, at your, you're at your deathbed, or I'm on my deathbed. Yeah. I don't want to live life with regrets. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I live life without doing X, Y, and Z. I want to be like, all right, I'm at peace with whatever I did here on earth. I want to say that I gave it my all and I tried what I needed to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, damn, I never got a chance to, to do this. I never got a chance to create my own mentorship program. I've been saying it for years and now I'm finally in position to, and I believe in manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been saying I wanted my own mentorship program, free my own mentorship program for years. It was at a certain point where I didn't believe it, and it was just something that I was saying at the time. But now, like I'm actually in position to create that. But it's it's amazing, like, um, and I want to again make sure that I influence the people that need it. Mm-hmm. Just so it's, paying it forward. Exactly. That, that's the biggest takeaway exactly. from this. Um, so, last question: What are what do you think are keys to effective mentoring? You know, you've had all of these experiences being mentored, mentoring others. What would you think are, what would you say are keys to effective mentoring? Um, understanding why you're doing it. If you don't understand why you're mentoring, like you shouldn't, shouldn't mentor. Yeah. Um, it's not for everybody. <laughs> it's, I feel like not even like it's not, cause again, we have, we have people that parent, mm-hmm. and you're a parent. You're essentially mentoring somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you're influencing their opinion to do right or wrong or just live life. Um, I think again for me is just like I understand daily what my knowledge that I've gained does to an individual that you know doesn't have guidance. Um, so I don't want to say something or do something that is going to hurt that individual than, you know, than help them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely that. Um, another key. Um, 
whatever be good at whatever your skill is sharpen that skill um if you're good at public speaking or something like that allow yourself to be in the space to public speak but keep your mentees around you to see it you know um so whatever you're good at be great at it and keep those that hold you to a certain esteem keep them around you in that space so they can see you do what you love to do um i think that really i think that really um puts or plant some kind of seed into them i think that really shows them that oh, if he can do this like i can do it whether it's public speaking or whatever you're showing them they may even try that or whatever thoughts that they're thinking it may be a conversation between you and that mentee and they all right since you did this i can definitely do this i saw kind of what you were going through in preparation to public speak um maybe i kind of can take that same formula and go do acting mm-hmm. like so yeah sharpening those tools and letting you know that light shine and letting people see you um we talked about keeping it 100 being yourself um and why that's significant um that's a conversation that me and um my the twins my, my little brothers that we have all the time um and they're really understanding now they're in high school now they, they just finished their freshman year and stuff like that nice so they're really understanding how being yourself is important especially in high school where that's i feel like that's the most critical point when you're in high school because you want to look good you want to feel good you want to be connected to a community in high school it's all about community you care about more you care more about people's opinions and your friend group's opinions than you do about your, your classwork and your schoolwork. You want to be involved in a part of that community so bad where you kind of sacrifice yourself. I've seen so many people do it, and at the end of that road, you lose yourself and you still didn't gain anything about life. Um, I've, I've seen it happen so many times, and it's it's happened to the closest people to me. Um, and they struggle with identity. They struggle with... Um, maneuvering in life and trying to figure things out um and again at this age i'm 28 and it's people still doing the same things that they're doing in high school it, you know it, it's sad to see it's unfortunate definitely but as long as we keep our minds fixated on progressing forward we're able to <laughs> we're able to influence others to lead that same lifestyle to always think forward and not stay back and that, that's, that, that's pretty much what mentorship is, making sure everybody is moving forward with you and not backwards. So I, I'm, I laugh because I'm, <laughs> I don't know if it's a, I think it's a balance, right? Because mm-hmm. I talk about growth so much that I think it does set me back. Um, and I'll explain, or I'll go, I'll go further into that. Mm-hmm. I want to be the best person that I can possibly be. If there's any, um, if there's anything that I can work on, I'm going to work on it. I'm gonna again make sure that I, I I'm the best person that I can be. Never gonna be perfect, but I'm trying to be better in every way. With that being said, I still need to be able to accept certain things about myself and other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's the challenges that I go through consistently and constantly where again I can't stay stagnant 
and I need to be able to grow. So I expect the same thing for the people that's around me. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> dating <laughs> dating does get tough because you know it's certain things. All right, if you if you say something again, you want that person to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. It kind of holds somebody back when you know you talk about growth and they don't want to grow. Absolutely. So yeah, it, it's 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 yeah, it has its pros and cons, but that's something I thought about. Yeah, I mean, well, brother, do do you have uh, any special shout outs you want to give to anybody? Um. Put me on the spot. <laughs> oh man, um, <laughs> I know some people gonna be mad because I forgot. But <laughs> um, first off, since again I talked about my faith, um, special shout out to God because I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't again I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for Him. You know, blessing me with knowledge, opportunity, and um, understanding and growth um, through Him. Um, I'm here. Um, but yeah, so shout out to, um, Dr. Rajan, go, doctor. Gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta put that doctor on now. put that doctor on his name, respect the title. Shout out to Dr. Rajan Gordon. Um, that's somebody that I can claim as, um, a brother. Um, first person that really influenced me and put me in position to, you know, actually win and succeed here at Montclair. And that is what set me up for everything that I've that I've done. And I've done some some crazy, crazy things in a good way here at Montclair State that the average student wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Dr. Rajan Gordon. Shout out to Dr. Hood also for putting me in position to. I think, I think sometimes I, I think small minded. Um, being with Dr. Hood, he put me in a position to really think long term and end game um so he's <laughs> i'm still wrestling with it but he's talking about even pursuing like a doctoral degree like right after um i finished my so i'm in a master's program here at my clear state mm-hmm. for social work um so he's uh, talking about taking it a step further and getting the you know ultimate degree and getting that doctoral degree it's a journey. It's going to take some <laughs> it, it is, man. It is. But again, I appreciate people like that that are going to challenge and push me to, you know, again, grow and be great at what I do. Um, shout out to Dr. Gene for, again, expanding my mind and talking about growth and imparting knowledge. Um, that's another uh, great guy that, you know, put me in position to really make some changes. Um Shout out to all of EOF. <laughs> um, shout out to my best friend Lamar, my 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 cousins, my family. Um, shout out to Joseph for the podcast. Man. <laughs> Thank shout you, out brother. To Joseph, man. Um, I love everybody. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, somebody's gonna kill me for not saying their name, <laughs> but shout out to everybody, um, mentees, mentors, um, everybody that has you know imparted some kind of knowledge on me and you know blessed me to be. Awesome. Well, Eric, uh, thank you for coming on, bro. I really, I really hope that this Rise program launches off and that we're able to expand it because we all need, all these students need some sort of mentorship or the opportunity to either be a mentee or to mentor others because we're always learning and we're always developing our skills. So I want to thank you for coming on, man, and I, I hope this takes off, man. Uh, I'll be here rooting for you, brother. It will, it will. Uh, We believe in manifestation. Yeah, we're manifesting that, baby. We're speaking that to existence. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you, Joseph. Of course.
does it for our episode of the Leadership Podcast. What do you guys think about mentorship? Let us know using the link in the episode description. Don't forget to follow us on our social media as well. See you next time. And as always, take care of yourselves and each other. Thank you.